38 years and 11 months ago, American Cast Iron Pipe hired the best employee they've ever had. He'd just graduated from Auburn University with a degree in mechanical engineering. Sound familiar? <laughs> yep, we're about to be podcasting with the Mari Gaston. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. Oh. 1.21 You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Greetings, loyal listeners. Thanks once again for tuning in yet again to uh, the best podcast in all of higher education, the award-winning Hashtag Getting brought to you by the Samuel Kane College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing. I'm a, a communications specialist and marketing specialist in the uh, said that's that office. Uh, joined as always by my co-host over here. Well, what pattern say, is that? I was going to say, I what, you got you have to make some kind of observation about, <laughs> about my your appearance, appearance in some way. There's really nothing to go. I'm on going right to start now. looking at right, you, right, just right giving you today. these great looks. Yeah, no. I mean, you're a good-looking guy. Thank you. That's what I I've been trying it. to get got, to this Got the whole hair time. in place like yeah, I needed. No, I dressed up because we've got a special guest. We today. do have a special you know, guest. It's not just like any guest where we can come in here with shorts and flip-flops like we normally do. No, pants. This Yes, we are right, <laughs> got to have them on today. <laughs> pants are on today. That's Austin <laughs> Phillips. He's the director of the office. And, yes, today we will jump into it. Our uh, special guest uh, for this third season. I guess we're in the third season, maybe. It is I the think third so. season of we're life We're into the third now. season of yeah. getting here. Wow. How does that fly past? So uh, I tell you what. Hmm. Well, when you're winning awards, time flies. I'm just stacking them on the show. Right. Uh, Mari Gaston. And the. The Mari Gaston. That's it. An 82 mechanical engineering grad in 78, 82, good years. Uh, and the uh, and we're not the only ones with some marketing experience in here now. No, That's no, it. my goodness. Manager of marketing services for American Cast Iron and Pipe. And uh, something about the Alumni Engineering Council. <laughs> I've heard something. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been on a little bit. He's done he's done a couple of things. Mark, I can't thank you enough for joining <laughs> us, uh, for taking the time today. You were on campus today. We had to grab you. Yeah, uh, speaking yep. to students, inspiring future Auburn engineers. So thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. I know you're a fan, at least of the nailed episode. I, I know that. That's right. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Austin. Yeah. I think what Jerry meant to say was, Austin, you have a face for radio. Yeah. Oh no, I know that. That's why. That's why I went into print news. Uh, print news <laughs> early on, because yeah, I, I could do that. Just have my name there. That. That's it. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> oh, Jeremy. I mean, oh, you know, shucks. You know, I me, mean, Stephen. You know, when you go to see Stephen, he yeah, takes he, care he of you. Takes care he takes so, care of so, so, Mari, you know. Uh, Mari sends me notes every now and then where he'll catch up on some of the podcast and uh, give some great feedback. Um, yes. And so, uh, you know, we've been talking for, gosh, it's probably been a year, I guess, before COVID hit, where I said I wanted to make sure we got him on uh, when he came into town. So here he is. He's in town. What brings you to town, Mari? Thanks, Austin. Thanks, Jeremy. I was speaking to some students this afternoon, and we had a nice lunch meeting and provided an overview of our company and, and uh, my work experience as an Auburn graduate uh, <clears throat> in technical sales uh, with American Cast Iron Pipe and our product line and uh, appreciate the opportunity to step in here uh, after that and speak with you and your audience. Well, we should have just recorded that because that's what I want to know about. I wish I'd been in there. <laughs> well, mean- uh, you know, our alumni that we bring in here, um, we always talk about the 
uh, philanthropy side that alumni are able to, you know, provide funds that support the college. Uh, you you have done that very well. Um, but just what you talked about, you're, you're active uh, as well, just in terms of giving back of your uh, time and your talent. Why is that so important for you to be able to um, to give back to the college in, in ways that you do now? Well, thanks. I look at what Auburn uh, has done for me individually. I look at what it did for my family. Uh, I'm a third generation Auburn graduate. My grandfather left the farm in Fayetteville, Alabama, and came here uh, and earned his pharmacy degree and uh, went back home to Sylacauga and uh, worked as a pharmacist there and then founded his own business. And then my dad came here and became a pharmacist. And uh, dad has created a uh, scholarship that supports an engineering student. So why would a second generation pharmacist uh, provide an engineering scholarship? Uh, Dad observed the very positive engineering experience that I had as a student and he wanted to give back to Auburn through the College of Engineering. And I had the opportunity to, today uh, to meet one of the current scholarship recipients, and that was very gratifying. Also from Fayetteville, Alabama. One day. And, uh, and that kind of brings it all full circle. So that was that was very nice. Um, gosh, I've got more time than money, but uh, I, I do uh, share both uh, with Auburn. Uh, when I came back after 15 years out of state with my career, uh, I soon got involved with the College of Engineering, and uh, one thing led to another. Uh, I had some good mentors on the uh, Alumni Engineering Council and uh, was fortunate enough uh, and am still fortunate enough to serve there. Uh, I was chairman uh, for a term and uh, worked on the development committee and other things, and uh, it's just very gratifying uh, to get engaged with the students uh, and the young people and I remember sitting in the old conference room at Ramsey Hall in the middle of summer. The heaters were running because they always <laughs> ran. The windows were open trying to keep us from baking. And Dean Benefield laid out his vision, and I was a rookie member of the Engineering Council. He laid out his vision for the College of Engineering. And here we are right now sitting in it. And it's just absolutely wonderful to see what Auburn Engineering has done, not just the last 15 years, but the last 100 years plus. And uh, to see how Dean Roberts has taken that uh, to the next level to create the best student-centered engineering experience in America. And to be right here and have a front row seat to watch all that has been, as I said, very gratifying. Well, I think you kind of answered why Auburn? Uh, you know, it sounds like you kind of have that that orange and blue blood running through you. Kind of had uh, to. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, Dad's a pharmacist. Why, why engineering for you? Well, I had an excellent high school uh, guidance counselor uh, who saw some technical aptitude, encouraged me to take the ASVAB test, Armed Services Vocational Aptitude Battery, which indicated engineering, and um, that led to uh, application into the College of Engineering. I then worked summers uh, for various firms uh, around the state, uh, Avondale Mills in Sylacauga, where I grew up, Harbert Construction in Birmingham, Sherlock Smith and Adams in Montgomery. And I learned through those summer experiences, mostly at Sherlock Smith and Adams, an architect engineering firm, that one career path available for engineers was technical sales. Technical products specified by technical engineers architects, owners, that sort of stuff, are oftentimes best handled by those with technical backgrounds. That's one message I gave 
uh, to these students that I just spoke to today about our company and our technical product, cast iron and ductile iron pipe and valves and hydrants. So I came back for my last year as a student uh, intent on discovering technical sales opportunities. And I went to the placement office, then upstairs at Mary Martin Hall. <laughs> a lot different now. It is. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, they had a list of companies interviewing engineers for sales uh, as long as your arm. I signed up for as many as I could. I had several offers uh, for that. And uh, I really liked the people at American Cast Iron Pipe. Didn't know much about the product. Uh, had no intention of spending 15 years out of state when I began my career. If they had told me that, I probably would have shut it down at the time. But I took one step at a time. I liked the people. I accepted the job. I fell in love with the company and the products and how the products we make serve mankind through health and public safety. And uh, finished my training program after six months employment. And they sent me to New York City. I was New York City. <laughs> I, was, I was 23 years old, and I might have looked 14. And they sent me to New York, and I thought, what in the world has happened? Well, I grew up quick, uh, developed a thicker skin, spent two years uh, there in metropolitan New York, covering New York, Baltimore, and Washington. And then we had an opportunity in Orlando, Florida, and I went down there for five years. Uh, was then promoted West Coast manager and moved to Sacramento, California. And uh, spent two years out there. The Dallas manager retired. I moved to Dallas and, and had Texas in the five surrounding states. And then in 1997, after 15 years out of state, uh, we had a role at corporate uh, open up and they asked me to come back. That allowed me to get involved in Auburn Engineering. It allowed me to get involved in my fraternity. Uh, it allowed me to meet my wife and, and uh, start our family. Uh, just so many wonderful things came from uh, that transfer back home. I'm glad I went out. I'm glad I saw the country. I'm glad I learned uh, everything that came with that. And I'm glad that I had the opportunity to come back home and the opportunities presented there. Man, War Eagle. I know. Well, and this oh, is War Eagle. Yeah. When I was in New York, I called the alumni office down here and said, uh, I want to know who to contact about the Auburn Alumni Club in New York City. Well, our club's been dormant there for a few years. And I said, well, what can I do to fix that? And I found four other young alumni in the area, and we rechartered the New York Metropolitan Auburn Alumni Club, and it's still going strong. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a big one. It's banging up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's awesome. Now, that's now awesome. when was that? Was that mid-'80s, That was 1983. Okay. And you might remember we had the kickoff classic in mm. 1984. Miami. Uh, uh, uh. And I had actually left to go to Florida in June of 84, but our club managed the sale of 300 tickets to that game to local Auburn alumni, and that's before email and PayPal and and Q codes and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. We mailed out letters, people mailed in checks, and we mailed them tickets back. Wow. And 300 people showed up for that game, and nobody's check bounced. And that, and, and, <laughs> They're and, Auburn people, and of course. That, and that was the, the regenesis of the Metropolitan New York Auburn Club. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Great. Well, and this is, this is our uh, – Second Silicaga guest in a row. In a row. The, the uh, girl that preceded you. She's a senior from mm -hmm. Silicaga. Marble City Mania. Yep. Wales. 
Shelby. 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 Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, so Shelby. She is one of two current recipients of my father's scholarship. There, really? look hey. at the full circle. Synergy. We planned it. Yeah, no, no. that's kismet right <laughs> this there. This is wonderful. Man, that's pretty yeah, awesome. No, we planned. That's why we brought you. Yeah, that was special. We planned. Here. Yeah. Glad to be with you. Right, you can't. You. You can't set that up. I mean, no. we really couldn't have written that. Uh, so tell us about your days here. Uh, I know we talked about, you know, on the on the council and everything and the heat and, at Ramsey and whatnot. But as a student, you know, you get to go down there. You get to see the the uh, the Taj Mahal, uh, you know, as I call it sometimes. And what was it like? What, what, what's been different for you from 78, 82? Did you ever run into that Tim Cook fellow, by the way? <laughs> Actually, I did not. As a student. <laughs> didn't run into him. We, well, we, and we, I was thinking while he's in New York City, Cousin Dan was up there around the same time. That's I true. Say, so. I knew there was You know, they one. probably were. Yeah. Saw no. each other and just didn't know. Exactly. Yeah. You probably war eagled on yeah, the street yeah, and didn't know. Yeah. Well, so what was it like when you were here? Well, I was involved in a lot of things outside of the classroom. Uh, I was yeah, in, and I, 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 we're, we're friends on social media. I see that you're very active with uh, your fraternity I as am, well. Yeah. So. And that now, which, was, one, which fraternity are we talking about? Sigma Nu fraternity. Gotcha. Uh, 715 West Magnolia. There my, you go. As my friend Rob Brown says on his sidelines.live podcast, <laughs> I'll have to return the favor here. Um, I was involved in that. Uh, I did serve as a secretary to the Student Government Senate one year. Uh, that's an appointed position. If it had been an elected, I probably would not have served. <laughs> I would have voted for you. <laughs> but, uh, but I did that and uh, uh, just had a a great collegiate experience. Uh, I, I went fall, winter, spring each year. Uh, it was always tough to leave in June uh, for summer quarter. And every year I thought, you know, I should have gone to summer school this year. But those summer work experiences were very valuable. And I think I did the right thing with that. And besides, if you go every summer, you're going to get out too soon. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had that similar experience. Well, I, I did not take summer classes until like the last two years. And I was like, man, this is great. I wish I had. But up, I had to stretch it out for a football season. That's right. Now you're going to football games. Oh, yeah. Back then. Yeah. I've, I've got a box of old tickets that, that needs to be a deeper box. <laughs> right now, we have a new coach coming on. I haven't had a season. Now, you were here, 81, a new coach. Uh, we that, were five and six. Coach dies first year, mm-hmm. and uh, but there was some fire in there. I mean, he, what was it? What was your impression of Coach Die when he first got here? Because a lot of people are making some comparisons. Word on the tweet, as it were, is that uh, there, there's some I don't know, parallels, at least personality wise, maybe between uh, Coach Die and Coach Harson. Yeah, well, I can I can certainly see that. Uh, I haven't met Coach Harson yet, but everything I hear is is very positive about it. Uh, and I wish the best for Coach Malzahn and, and his career continuing at Central Florida. Uh, and I was very glad that uh, he and Christy had uh, the kind words they had to say about Auburn. Uh, it is still the Auburn family. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's still part of it. And Coach Harson is a new member of it and certainly wish him all the best. You, you see that in terms of Chiswick lives here, mm-hmm. Tuberville lived here. Mm-hmm. Barfields in Montgomery. Yeah, he coach, gets, he I was comes about to say, down Coach Dye lived here, you know, sure. till he passed. I, I don't that's, think that's anywhere else. You yeah, know, no, you're, you're not. You're not going to have that anywhere else. No. Uh, so we mentioned uh, your position at American, working as a as manager of marketing. Right. So h- how does that happen, and, and how does an engineer become in that niche how, in that field? Yeah, how does that happen? Well, it's a technical product. Our clientele 
our engineers and otherwise technical uh, municipalities and consulting engineers and, and specifiers. And we believe that those with the technical foundations are best equipped to handle uh, technical sales to a technical clientele. So we hire engineers mostly for our sales. And then, of course, your career path would run through sales management and marketing management. And that's how I became to be the manager of marketing with a mechanical engineering degree. 38 years. That's a long time to be at the. I, mean, I don't think we, I mean, we've no, had no. a lot of people on here, but I don't think we've no, had somebody no, who's been not at, at, a, the same at a position. Yeah. Well, not the same position, but the same company right. for that Work, long. Working way up. That's a, that's a, that is an inspiration. If I'm out well, there and I've heard you, I've heard you talk about this, but when your company hires an Auburn person, what is it about the Auburn graduates that sets them apart? Well, uh, it starts with the creed. I believe in work, hard work, and therefore I can count only on what I earn. And then all the other attributes of the creed, the human touch, uh, patriotism, uh, citizenship, all those sort of things are the attributes that we look for in people. And I'm involved in the recruiting process and the training process. And at the end of the day, I always say to myself, um, hire, hire an attitude and train a skill. I don't want to hire a bunch of skills. I want to hire a bunch of positive attitudes, positive attributes. And we find that in the Auburn students. Uh, and we find it in other students as well, but this is an Auburn podcast. That's right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so hire an attitude, train a skill. I have to do the same thing, except I've gotten a bunch of bad attitudes and no skills. <laughs> right. so just, I'm just kidding, Jerry. You're you're full of all of them. Thanks, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, so we, we usually ask a lot of people like students and everything, you know, what's next or something. I don't know. After, after 38 years, I mean, that's a good, weird you, question to ask. But are, I mean, you saying I'm, those shingles. Are you saying way. I'm at the end? No, no, no. I'm just saying what's I mean, is there a, what's it's, it's going on? Sure. I, I, I have something I thought of a minute ago. We, we do ask a lot of our internal faculty students about COVID and, and how that changed things. You know, how did it change things for you guys at American? Well, the factory continued to work. And in order to protect our factory workers, we sent our office people home who could work from home uh, to have fewer people on campus, fewer people coming in and out. We've restricted vendor access. Um, we had strict protocols uh, for areas uh, when there might have been a positive test. Uh, Jefferson County came out last week and this week and provided inoculations on site to our employees who chose to do so. Uh, and we had a, a few shifts that, uh, of manufacturing in the last year that, that were kind of tight, but we didn't miss any production. And uh, our customer service ratings uh, from those who are interacting with our people who are working from home are at least as good as they were before, and some are better. And we had a number of customers tell us, I didn't know that my project management professional was working from home until three weeks after they began working from home because right. they were doing such a good job. So I attribute that uh, to a lot of things, the attributes of the people that work for us and with us, as well as our information services department led by an Auburn alumnus uh, as, as a point of reference to uh, help us pivot and uh, mobilize remotely as quickly as we did. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, I know you uh, probably got to be getting back. Don't want to keep you too terribly long here, uh, unless there's something else that you'd like to uh, put I'm out glad, there. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you were able to finally <laughs> get back down here. We're able to see you in person. Lord, it's been probably a year since yeah. I've gotten to see you in person yeah. uh, with our council meetings all being virtual. And we're, we're going to do that one more time and hope hope that by the fall we'll, we'll all be back in person. But uh, can't thank you enough for just what you do for the college. Uh, like we say, you know, in terms of your time, your talent, your treasure, of uh being able to give back i know the dean certainly appreciates uh all you do we didn't even hardly before we leave got to touch on one more thing sure hall of fame yes state of alabama engineering hall of fame director um, right the man you know sir he has served uh in all, a lot of capacities the on the on the board um but you know each year auburn you know, since I've been here, Auburn puts more people in the Hall of Fame every single year uh, than any other institution across the state or across the nation, because it, it is open to anybody who has had service and impact without, uh, within Alabama. But a large part of that is um, the passion that Mari puts uh, behind that and the prestige that that brings to the college when we are able to get people into the Hall of Fame. So just talk about your time working with the Hall of Fame and why, why that's so important to you. Well, the board of the State of Alabama Engineering Hall of Fame is comprised of the deans of the seven College of Engineering across the state and then several others like me uh, that are not directly in higher education uh, but instead represent industry and to some degree the uh, colleges from which they graduated. And we review nominations every year and uh, select inductees into the Hall of Fame. It's been a great way to develop relationships and friendships across industries, across universities. Uh, <clears throat> Dean Carr at the University of Alabama is, I consider, a personal friend of mine now through that relationship. Uh, Gary April, the Secretary Treasurer of the Hall of Fame Board, does a wonderful job for our mission and purpose. And then I've met so many uh, interesting fascinating inductees into the Hall of Fame from literally all across the country uh, in facets of engineering and construction that I would not otherwise have been exposed to. And getting to go to the award ceremonies and seeing these people. One that sticks out to me, uh, I guess it was just our last one, David Mobley. Um, you know, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, great packet put together by this guy. Yeah, right yeah. Here. Uh, a, but I'm I mean, just the th- here. you know, th- this is someone <laughs> who this this is someone who you know really sealed the deal with us and the Russians. You know, uh, with the space station and just the things he's seen, the the conversations he's been a part of, and you hear stories like that. Kenneth Kelly, that's well, I made a lot of that up. <laughs> Kenneth Kelly was one of those in that class. Uh, Linda Ducharme, just you know, getting to hear their stories and the impact that they've had, not only on our state but across the nation. It, it's amazing. We we really appreciate the help that you give on. That. Now, are you in there? No. When you going? When's that going to happen? Not yet. <clears throat> well, <laughs> I mean, hey, just talk to me afterward. I'll, well, I'll get some good quotes. We'll make it happen. My career in sales and marketing might preclude that. But I don't oh, know. Hey. I don't know. We're talking about impact on Alabama. Impact. Are you keeping us hydrated across the across the state? So yeah, exactly. Well, uh, one uh, more point yes. about keeping you hydrated. <laughs> um, Clean water. We're going out for a drink after this, yeah. Mari. <laughs> <Yeah>. Cut. <laughs> Clean water is the greatest advancement in public health in the history of the world. And the product that we manufacture makes that possible. Because when we were founded in 1905, 
Waterborne diseases, especially in urban areas that did not have municipal water systems, were prevalent. And those diseases make COVID look like child's play. Right. And cast iron pipe in municipal water systems eradicated waterborne diseases across America and the world. And that provided meaning and purpose for our founder, and it provides motivation and meaning and purpose for me today as a contributor to that as we move forward. I love it. You you see that in the college. I mean, our engineers without borders, you know, are going to Bolivia. They're going to Rwanda. And the number one thing they're there to do is to give them water source clean water source that changes everything from there you know they they can start irrigating crops they can start all kind of things it keeps them from walking miles just to get clean water so it it it, that's amazing amazing work yes thank you so so much for thank you for that thank you for coming and uh war eagle war eagle mari thank you all yes sir